it's a job that requires an awful lot of experience and an awful lot of kind of different musical experience. You know, people come to me when they don't know what kind of music they're they're after because I can do virtually any style of music. This is Fred Ricciani. I have right here on the line a very special guest. He is one of the most highly regarded composers in all of showbiz. You may know his work for a number of films and TV shows, including Downtown Abbey, and of course, my personal favorite, The Last Kingdom. We are talking to the great composer, John Lund. John, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. How's everything going? Hi, hey, I'm so pleased to be with you all. Yeah, great. Yeah, still alive <laughs> in this rather, uh, rather weird circumstances that we find ourselves in, in the last 18 months, but no, all good. Yeah. That, that's awesome, and we are joined by you in your studio is this in your home right now or is this a separate building hey, you got um no it's actually in the basement of the house uh i've just in fact if it wasn't for the pandemic i'd never i've just completely gutted my studio and started again from scratch it took eight months um but now i'm really pleased with it it's 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 most of this gear you can see behind me is all used for the last kingdom because we mainly use analog synths and for those of you viewers who know about this kind of thing we use quite a lot of euro rack modular um gear um and an analog synths and you know the odd bits of percussion and uh and of course we use the incredible singer ivor pals dot here but basically it's all done here yeah wow how's your electrical bill I, I don't look at it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, now, with The Last Kingdom, man, one of, one of my all-time favorite shows. A lot of people love it. One of the top shows on, on Netflix and, and worldwide. Yeah. It is coming to an end, the fifth and final season. I know you can't give too much away, but just as the composer and somebody who has really been intertwined with the series and the emotion yeah, of all these totally. scenes, like, How's it been working on the final season? Pretty amazing, actually. I, I, in fact, I think it's probably the best season so far. Actually, and I'm, I'm amazed by it. Some of the, some of the sort of younger actors who came in, you know, in the middle of the show, uh, like uh, you know King Edward, have really done, done. They've got such a big part, and they've done so well. Um, I mean, I can't actually. There's a lot I can't say. Um, you know, there's a fair amount of deaths of well-loved characters. I have to warn you. You know, particularly from about episode five through to episode ten. Um, and you know, there's some big characters die before the end of the series. Um, and of course, they all need music. You know, I mean, those are you know massive music moments, really. And so it's it's been fascinating, Cave. Okay, um, you know, because all that material that we've built up all those years, um, and, and in some ways, um, particularly in episode ten, which we're working on at this very moment, in fact, um, we've been able to go back to the very very first series, you know, and some of the original music that Ivor and I wrote together and it's kind of come full circle and you mentioned uh, working with ivor and she is such an incredible 
singer oh. and, and for and for fans of the show that hear like the vocals especially at the you know, oh. beginning of the, sh- the, oh. the show it is powerful and i'm not exaggerating when i tell you this like when i listen to what else are some of those live recordings you did uh, i guess via zoom and then put on youtube oh like, yeah yeah it's like you get like emotional what's it like just working with somebody <clears throat> of that caliber well i mean it's astonishing um we i mean we've become really good friends actually i'll tell you what happened boys um i was uh, when i was first approached to do it i'd become really famous for doing downton abbey but actually my heart really lay in doing electronic music and so when the last kingdom came up i thought oh great i want to do something very different from downton because i'm getting a bit typecast as composer of downton abbey and um i suggested that we do it all with analog synths because there was a little bit of a worry that it might be compared to game of thrones i mean it's not really nothing like game of thrones but there are you know shield um, walls and stuff like that and so I thought instead of let's not do a kind of pseudo orchestral kind of score let's just go fully modern and and it um and use mainly um synths and but however there were these battle scenes and I was just struggling a little bit to kind of that I needed something that was really sort of epic and my uh, my agent played me a YouTube video of Ivar just playing the drum and singing, and she was doing this sort of uh, weird chanting kind of throat singing, but it was kind of rhythmic. It was kind of and it was just sounded so aggressive. And I thought, oh god, I've got that be so perfect for the last Last Kingdom. So I got in touch with her, and she she's from the Faroe Isles. Um, but she lives in Copenhagen, um, and I flew her over to London, and she stayed with us, and we just recorded for like three days. And initially, I just brought her over for that that rhythmic sort of thing that you can hear in the title track, that the um, kind of you know, sort of. And then um, I just said to her, I said, "What would you, you know, what kind of singing would you do over the top of that?" And she did that that title just just on the spot you know and i remember looking at my engineer and i looking at each other and going oh my christ that's <laughs> you know that's it that's the sound of the last kingdom um and so and so we you know agreed to work together and and we share the publishing on it as well and you know so we basically write write it together yeah but she's been just awesome and also she's she's been amazing to work with she's just got no um she's one of the easiest people to work with and she'd never really done film music before um and so you know i did have to sort of explain to her just kind of you know how what we needed to do so i would organize a track and then i would give it to her and say you know explain to her what was happening in the scene and you know what kind of feeling we needed to get and invariably she just got it bang on i mean now we don't really i don't really have to explain it to her i just you know just send it to her she did a great job you've, you've done a, a great job now i'm curious when it comes to the last kingdom and any other shows that you work on do you ever work with the actors at all like if, it, if it's like a big like a big star like alexander draymond like, does anybody ever tell you like hey like this would be kind of cool for uh, my major scene or anything like that or is it usually just kind of going through the production house or, or whoever's uh, doing the series 
Yeah, we very rarely have that much contact. There, is, there is, however, on um, on series in series five, the very beginning of it, there is a kind of there's there's a sort of a sequence that needs um, a kind of almost like a kind of Viking choir sort of thing. So we 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 have. I'm not on set, but um, Ivor is, and. Uh, so she was working with some of the actors. Um, Alexander, we've kind of got to know Alexander pretty well because we all get together for you know screenings and stuff like that. But and, and for instance, I think he's direct. He directed episode two of the new series. I think. But, yeah, I saw he directed. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, but the and and it's great. It's a great episode. But we didn't really have much contact with him because. While we were working in episode two, they were filming episode seven or eight or something, and you know he's got a massive part in you know in those episodes. So, you know, he wasn't really available to to work. We just did the music on our own, really. Now we'll get back to the Last Kingdom, but I want to talk about your career because everybody always focuses on when you're a success, right? Oh my God, like John Lund's music is amazing, and you know he's involved in all these great shows and movies, but the journey has to start somewhere. So for you, how old were you when you first got into music and realized, man, I really like playing these instruments? I was quite, it was quite late, actually. Well, my, my father was a saxophone player in a, in a jazz band when I was growing very young. And he kind of gave it up, but he was a massive jazz fan. So there was a lot of jazz in the house. And uh, my mother was quite into classical. So was, they were both into music. So there was a lot of me, I was listening to a lot of music. And then when I was about 12, I started myself getting into, you know, Pink Floyd and Jimi Hendrix and, and you know, but eventually by the time I was 13 or 14, I was really into Miles Davis and Duke Ellington and, and Bach and I kind of left behind that, that sort of progressive rock music and I, I eventually became really, really obsessed with the sound of it and I went along to the school and said, you know, I want to be able to play an instrument. And initially I wanted to play the cello, but they didn't have any vacancies. So, I mean, I was about 13 now, which is quite old to start playing an instrument. Uh, but they had a vacancy for the double bass, which was just perfect for me because most people don't really start playing the double bass till about 13 because of the sheer size of it. And I just took to it like a duck to water. And then six months later, I started on the piano and I was really lucky. I had a really good school in Scotland. Um, music was really good. Music teachers were really good, really uh, helpful. Um, and then when I, when I finished school, <clears throat> I decided to go to university and study music. I could have gone to a music college and concentrated on double bass and piano, but I was becoming much more interested in how music was put together. So I decided to go to university. Um, and that, I went to Glasgow University, and that was a really good move. Um, and I've, four years at Glasgow University, I left as a composer. Now, I didn't know I was going to go into film then. Um, I just knew I wanted to write music that in whatever form it was. And initially, I, was, I, I had this kind of rather um, schizophrenic sort of life where I was, on the one hand, I was really involved in very serious avant-garde classical music and on the other hand I was also in 
many pop bands at the same time. <laughs> and so, um, and it just, so, and then I came down to London and I was doing that in London for about 10 years. And I, I ended up doing just so many different varieties of music. You know, I played with a, I played for ballet. Um, you know, I did quite a lot of jazz. I, I, I was doing, I ended up with working with uh, dance companies, like modern dance companies, um, like Twyla Tharp kind of kind of thing, but it's equivalent in 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 London. And and I started writing these kind of descript music pieces, which were sort of descriptive, didn't? But they had quite a quite an oblique storyline to them. And um, I just find I, I you know I I really took to that, and from there. It was just one step into, you know, writing for film and TV. I, I didn't do my first film till I was like thirty-two. Wow! So yeah, but then once I'd done it, I knew that I just knew that's what I wanted to do, you know. And and how that happened? Because not everybody gets that oppor- opportunity. Did was it just um, by happenstance of of going yeah. through some different parties and everything? Yeah, just well, of course, I built up quite a lot of contacts, especially through. Um, the dance world that had, uh, you know, a few direct. They would some of them would use directors who would then go on to work on, on film and TV. And that in we're in we're in that theatre world, you know, that that and you just you just make contacts like that. And um, you know, yeah, I I I was very lucky. I I sent a I sent a cassette. This will show you how long ago it was. <laughs> I sent a cassette to somebody I'd worked, I knew, ten years previously at the BBC, and I, they just fired a composer for a job, and the the cassette landed on his desk, and he looked at it and said, "Oh, I remember John Lund," and they just fired somebody, and he put it on, and he really liked it, and he gave me the job. And I, re- I haven't really stopped since then, actually. So how how did you get involved with Downtown Abbey? Was it just a, a matter of the same thing, like networking and, and just building up the yeah, resume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm um, I ended up working for the BBC a lot, um, and I started doing. To begin with, I did a lot more film, and then I started to move into to television. But the BBC started doing these quite long um, series like uh, Bleak House. And Little Dorrit, that uh, and that actually they were definitely quite famous in America at some point. But mm-hmm. they, they were I I I I did quite like this idea of having you know doing eight hours of something rather than just you know a ninety minute film. I just find you could explore your material a lot more. So and also in those days, especially in London, films were slightly struggling with budgets and they uh you were never entirely sure if they were going to happen or not but as the tv was just doing so well that it just you knew it was going to happen if you got asked to do the job so so i ended up moving more and more into tv and you know i worked at the bbc and one of the the main um who be, the guy who became the main showrunner for downtown abbey had been at the BBC, and he'd started up his own company called Carnival Films, and I'd already been doing quite a lot of work for them, 
and and when they did Downton, he mentioned it to me and said, "Do you want to take a look and you know see what you think?" And um, I took a look and I thought, uh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, this looks this looks like fun. I think I could do a good job here." Uh, but none of us none of us knew how big it was going to be. Downton. I mean, that that was about eleven or twelve years ago now, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're just about to. Uh, uh, so I'm just about to start work on. Once I've got Last Kingdom finished, I'm going straight on to the, the new Downton movie. If I'm mistaken, Carnival Films is also the company behind The Last Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is that it how is. you got linked up with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've just I've almost become like a house composer for this production company. Basically, I've done everything they've done in the last seven or eight years. I think. Wow. Yeah. Besides, you know, the opportunity to obviously do some some more great work with Carnival, what initially attracted you to join the Last Kingdom and work on it? I think, I th- for me, it was just really important because it was so different from Downton Abbey. That was the first thing that really attracted me to do it, and I thought I could do something, a kind of music that um, I'd always wanted to do, but never, you know, I just never had the opportunity to actually release it out into the open. I mean. To begin with, it was just kind of all half formed, really. Um, I went, and it wasn't really till I met Ivor that it really became fully formed. I mean, she was the final part of the, you know, of the of the jigsaw, and you know, the in, in many many ways, the main part. Actually, it would be nothing without her. Um, but it was also a kind of simpler kind of style of music as well, which I kind of quite enjoyed doing whereas where you concentrate on the actual sound of the thing that you're that you're making um and also i like working in a studio rather than like downton abbey you know i i use a computer to emulate what the thing will eventually sound like mm-hmm. you know it's the all the samples that i use to write it with they'll all get replaced by real people on the Last Kingdom, it's very different. It gets built up with the real sound that we are actually going to use. There's no such thing as what we call a mock-up of it. It's all kind of we start right from the word go with the sounds that we're actually going to use, you know, for the show. So uh, it's perfect for me because I like that aspect of it. I like being able to, you know. I mean, in some ways, I'm I'm like a one-man band in the studio. You know, I'm running around, banging a bass drum or playing a lyre or or you know or, you know, I mean, like like I use the double my double bass a lot. You wouldn't know it was a double bass because it's really distorted and put through a guitar amp, and it just sounds much more uh, like a guitar. But it's incredibly useful. Now we always like to ask uh, all our guests some kind of random questions about their career and life just to get to know them better. Are you ready? Yeah. Fire away. Uh, all right. Favorite late night snack or cheat meal? A really, really hot uh, and spicy pasta, aglio, olio, just with garlic and chili. That, that sounds delicious. Great, great choice, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the best accent on The Last Kingdom? Uh, Brida. I like when they say Bebenberg. It just it just sounds so nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're gonna hear you, well, you're gonna hear a lot of that in series five. <laughs> can't can't <laughs> wait. 
Uh, who is the, the Last Kingdom character you most relate to and why? I think possibly Bjorka, I think, because he's kind of quite a sort of parental. You know, I've got two young, well, not, they're not young. They're both in their early 20s, but I've got two. Yeah, I think that par sort of parental role of Bjorka. Besides Ivor, what's your favorite collaboration you've done? I've worked a lot with another composer called Jim Williams, who's uh, just an, an incredible guitarist. Um, and we've done quite a few th lot things together. Um, I'm just trying. He's also a film composer as well. Um, in fact, me, him, and Craig Armstrong were in a band in Glasgow at one point, like 35 years ago. You mentioned so, your your bands. You mentioned your band. Are, are any of or is any of your previous music like as part of these bands like available yeah, online somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I was in this band called Man Jumping, um, and uh, funnily enough, I'm just about to go. I'm going on Monday. I'm going to do a podcast in the studio where we first recorded with the band um, about it. Yeah, we've just re-released. We only ever did two albums. Um, we were seven men, uh, all composers. Uh, all heterosexual, all with composers with giant egos. We, after about four <laughs> years on the road, we all hated each other. <laughs> and so we only did two albums, but they are incredibly good albums, and you can get them on. You know, they're on iTunes and Spotify, and um, so yeah. No, if you like The Last Kingdom, check out Man Jumping. I'll definitely have to check that out. What is your most awkward career moment? I once got asked to take over in the middle of a series for a friend who wanted to go off to Russia to get married. And I said yes as a favour and the job was a complete and utter nightmare. I ended up uh, taking myself off it. I think that's my most... That's the only time I've never really succeeded in a job. Uh, what are some major do's and don'ts for aspiring composers? I'd be careful about getting too worried about if you haven't done or your career's not going very well in your 20s because it's such a it's a job that requires an awful lot of experience and an awful lot of kind of different musical experience you know people come to me when they don't know what kind of music they're they're after because i can do virtually any style of music so that's a good place to be in. You know, if you try and, I think if you're in your early 20s and you start to get into film music, you, I think there's there's a chance you're going to end up with a kind of, you know, a single style. You need to get out there and do have lots of experience with lots of different music because you're going to need it. So would you say get comfortable with being uncomfortable and kind of putting yourself out there and re really kind of just totally. trying things? And, yeah. yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, you need to be able to do all kinds of music really and before we let you go sir uh, what else are you currently working on that we can look out for in addition to the last kingdom and the, the second movie of downtown abbey after the downtown abbey movie i'll be doing another series of shipment which is set in uh scotland here um and it's become really popular in europe it's, it's actually like a detective series so i'll be doing that basically before we let you go, where can fans find you and your work online? You know, virtually every, you know, there's some, I've got a SoundCloud account where I've put some elements of The Last Kingdom that are not on the album, but 
you know, the Last Kingdom albums on everything. It's on Spotify, iTunes, you name it. You know, you can buy a vinyl copy of it, which is my preference. I think it sounds great. Yeah. So we'll be doing another one because we did that, I think, for season three or was it season three we did? That soundtrack. So we'll be doing another one to take care of uh, seasons four and five. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for the time, man. It was it was an absolute pleasure. Definitely looking forward to seeing all your work or hearing all your work on The Last Kingdom, Downtown Abbey, and everything else you got going on. Cheers, Fred. That was great. Really enjoyed it.